Do you want to start a podcast but think you're not ready? Do you want to start a podcast but think it's too hard? I thought the same thing before I heard about Anchor. Anchor is an easy and efficient way to create and upload your podcast. Anchor also allows you to upload your podcast to streaming outlets such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and multiple other streaming outlets. You can simply go to the website www.anchor.fm to sign up today and start podcasting. Yo, what's going on? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Brotherly Love of Sports. You know who it is. It's your, it's your host, Corey Lovett. I'm here with my brother, Carl Lovett, and my co-host, man. What's going on, man? What's going on, bro? Uh, let me be the first to say happy early birthday to you, man. Thanks, man. Birthday's tomorrow, man. Yeah. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate we'll, we'll it. On, bro. You're not, you're hey, man, I'm just, you know, <laughs> I'm just chilling, man. Just chilling, man. So, but... Good to be back, man. Took yeah, a week yeah. off, but feels like feels like an eternity. Got a lot of stuff to talk yeah, about. Yeah, got a lot of stuff to talk about, man. So glad to be back, man. Again, thank you all for tuning in once again, man. But let's just let's just start. Obviously, let's let's just uh dive in here. Really quick topic, World Series, obviously mm-hmm. going on right now. Phillies Astros. Uh game four actually just kicked off. Phillies are leading leading the series right now, um, up two one. Yep. So What's your reaction to what you've seen? Because last night, I mean, the Phillies just put on a uh, on a clinic of the Astros. So, what's your reaction and what's your prediction for the rest of the series? Uh, yeah, the Phillies, uh, they're, they're they're the hot team right now. Uh, Boy, they're hot. You know, I, th- I think you know what they're doing is really you know we've seen this so many times in baseball and postseason. You know, it's not all about you know the best team; it's all about the hottest team. And they were the hottest team coming in. Well, actually, you know, they they actually kind of struggled. They actually bagged into the playoffs, um, but. They've been, you know, one of the hottest teams, and they're, they're swinging the bats very well. Um, you know, coming into this series, I didn't think that they would control, you know. I, I've been surprised how well that the, the, their uh, their pitching has been thus far, uh, and their bats are just, I mean, you know. They're hot. Yeah. Bryce Harper, is, I've always been a fan of Bryce Harper. Yeah, man, dude's an absolute stud. And uh, I, I'm kind of torn, man. I, I, I would like to see, because I'm a huge, like I said, I'm a huge fan of Bryce Harper. I would like to see them win, but I, I would I would hate to see Dusty like come man, short again. Yeah, man. again. So I, you know, I, I'm kind of torn. I, I'll be happy either way it go because I, I really like. I mean, you know, obviously we should feel some way towards the Philly. That's what they did to uh, to our Cardinals, but that that's that was more so about what just our Cardinals that, didn't just do. Put that opposed to what. Just and this goes in. to show you how uh, how important bats are. You know, if anybody, if any, if any of the Cardinals out there listening, you know, John Mazalak or you know whoever's in the front office. But yeah, when the hottest team usually always prevails postseason baseball, and you're seeing that right now with the Phillies. I mean, they're hitting from top to bottom all through their lineup, and their pitching staff has been solid. So I don't know; it's going to be interesting. I want to say you know uh, that the Phillies are, took control last night, but you never know what can happen. I mean, the yeah. Astros are, are, are a talented team, so yeah, and, can't count and, them and, out. and this here, first of all, let me just let me just say my my prediction. Um, I, I think the Astros will prevail because here's. Here's the thing, the Astros have experience yes. because this is their fourth no, World Series absolutely. Uh, appearance in six years. So, the, I think this is where experience will prevail here because yeah, because they've been here before. They've, they've been, been down, here. They've before. been down. Before, they've been here for whatever you want to say. I mean, I know they had that scandal, obviously with the cheating scandal, but 
even when they clean house, they were still. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they were still good. Any, so. Anybody that's still trying to use that now, right? I mean, that, I mean, I think they've proven that. I mean, and pretty and pretty much all the people that were involved in it are gone now. Yeah, I mean, so, except for Altuve, but right, and you know, but this is an entirely different group. But go ahead. Yeah, like you were alluding to, Philly Philly just got hot at the at the right time. Yes, man. they did. And like you alluded to, it was pathetic, a pathetic showing by the Cardinals, <laughs> who really I believe need, really need to be aggressive this free agency. Obviously, um. Because when you look at the Cardinals, and I'm going to get back to the World Series in a minute, but I just want to talk about the Cardinals here for a second because obviously, when you look at their their that what they have, they've got they've got good they have they have talent, so talent isn't the issue, and I don't want to say co- uh, management is the issue either, but it's all about putting it together. Because if you look, they they had a stretch where they looked really good, the Cardinals did, mm-hmm. but it's all about putting it together. You know, in October and and so forth. So, I think they really should be aggressive th- this off season. But and you just seen uh, Nolan Orinato, uh just won his third, his uh, tenth gold gold glove. Um, players like Tommy Edmond, obviously Paul Goldsmith. This is this is a good team, and obviously Paul Goldsmith is probably the front runner to win MVP. I, I believe you would say maybe him and Manny Machado, I, and also Nolan Arenado. Yeah, those two, uh-huh. but. That's you know, I just think that this this roster currently constructed is good enough to to win the World Series, but I just think that they should be a little bit more aggressive in the, this free agency and just kind of put them over the top. Well, I, I think you know when you look at the Cardinals uh, compared to these two teams that you're seeing in, in the World Series right now, I think these two teams, you know, it, it's it. There's not as many questions surrounding. I think we pr- we pretty much know what type of team these two teams are. Right. You know the, the Phillies are going to rely on their bats, and you know they're obviously their bullpen leaves much to be desired. But they're leaning on their strengths. Opposed to when you look at the Cardinals, there's question all over the place. Now, I mean, obviously, yes, you have these two special hitters in um, in Goldschmidt and Arenado. Not so much in the playoffs, but you know you you know those 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 two are going to be pillars in the middle of your lineup. But then. At the top of the lineup, there's questions. At the bottom of the lineup, there's questions. You know, there's questions in the bullpen. Who's going to close? Who, who's going to close these games? Just questions in the pitching staff. You know, who's your ace? So I think they really have to, you know, share some things up this offseason and really kind of know, you know, what they have and just kind of go from there. Absolutely. Because I, I think, you know, they were scrambling all year trying to figure out, you know, what the all outfield situation was going to be. Uh, you know, who, who was going to, who their number one starter was, who was their ace. They really need to focus on, you know, solidifying all that going into this season so they won't have that many questions going into the postseason like they did this year. Yeah, and I think that really kind of, sure. you know, because if you had a, solid, uh, 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 you know, a dominant presence in the back of that bullpen, then it really doesn't – I mean, and we can say what we think uh, – we can we can say obviously about Ali Mormal how he handled that situation with the bullpen at the end of those games. But, you know, if you would have had, you know – a stall worth at the end. I mean, I don't really think that would have been the question. You know, do you leave or do you go to somebody else? So I think they just really got to sure up some of those questions they have. But like you said, yeah, the building blocks are in place. Right. For this to be a special for team, sure. we want to make sure they just have to figure some things out. But, yeah, back to kind of what you were saying on the Astros. Yeah, I'm not counting them out at all because, like you said, they have the experience. They've been here before. I mean, no team has won more. Maybe you can say the Dodgers in the National League, but no, th- this is their fourth World Series in five years. I think for the is that right or, f- or six years? Six, I believe. Six. I mean, so yeah, they. they I mean, they're not going to be routed at all. They're going to show up ready to play. So yeah, it, this the Phillies are the hot team right now. 
It's not over by a long shot, but yeah, I, I not, think, not even close. like I said, man, I, I don't really know which way. I, I, I'm just because I'm a baseball fan, so I'm going to enjoy it regardless. And, and the thing is, and kind of to to get to my prediction, like I said, I think the Astros will win this. Like like you, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I'm a little torn because I would love to see Dusty Baker man, win, and I also would love I would love man. to see Bryce Harper win because I'm a Bryce Harper fan. I I, I got a chance to 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 go to the Phillies. Uh, Cardinals game this year, but unfortunately Bryce Bryce Harper didn't play. He was out with the, um, I believe he, he had got hit by a pitch. Yeah, I think pitch yeah. Hand, yeah, yeah. So he wasn't there. But um, but this is what I will say about Bryce Harper because not to say that his legacy will be affected, but this will really this, this World Series here is important for him because if you look at as soon as he left the Nationals, they they won the, they won the World Series. <laughs> yeah. So did. this here is important. Cause he signed that contract with Philly, and I and he got paid, paid. But for this contract to be, what's the word I'm looking for to be justified? Justified. Yeah. He has to win a World Series, and this is his chance here. Obviously, he he's got the MVP, but this is this is important for him. Yeah, and he I believe he's he's already solidified as one of the greats in this game. Yeah, no but doubt. this would this would just be icing on the cake and would put him over the top. If you he, know, you know, championships out of all the sports, baseball is the one sport where championships really don't you know just really don't justify a player's yeah. career because like I, I've said it before in the past, you know, great play it's really hard for one one player in baseball to to be you know to have that kind of effect like we see in, ba- in, right. in basketball. You got one player. And that can kind of carry you over the top. We really because there's been there's been a, a, a litany of great players in the history of baseball. That is not, I mean, look at Mike Trout. As great as he's been over the past ten years, not even won a playoff series. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't say that it certifies kind of solidifies his legacy, but it is interesting though when you think about you know like you said the first year after he left Washington, they admittedly went and got it done the next year and won that and won the World Series. So yeah. I, I know he's looking at it like, you know, I, 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 we may not, people on the outside may not view this. He has to get this done, but I know he's looking at it that way. For right. Me. Yeah. So he's definitely got a chip on his shoulder and he's definitely, and, and his bat has been hot oh, this postseason. He's, 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 just, he's sensational. The, guy, the guy's really just incredible. He, he's an, he's an, he's an incredible player and, and he's always been. And, you know, and he, and he does, and, and, and he's a great hitter too. That's the thing. You know, we always talk about, you know, he could easily go out there and hit, you know, and be Aaron Judge with his swing and the way he makes contact, he can usually go out there and hit 45, 50 home runs a year. But, you know, you'll see how he adjusts with his at-bats. You know, he gets down the couch, he'll tighten up. You know, he'll choke up on the bat and try and go the other way. He's just an incredible player. And I, I would love to see him break through and finally, you know, kind of just get, you know, him kind of be rewarded for his greatness over the years and win one. But, yeah. like I said, I, I would I would hate to see Dusty come up short again, man. But Yeah, it'll be awesome. It'll be, it'll be great yeah. to see regardless. Yeah, so – with that being said, um, Game Four actually just kicked off a little bit over 20, 20 minutes ago. So we got a score still nothing. Uh, nothing. Still nothing, nothing. Okay. So, uh, but uh, yeah, so that'll be that'll be interesting to see. I'll, obviously, we'll keep an eye on it over over the course of time. But uh, let's transition to the NBA, man. <sighs> obviously, some breaking news <laughs> broke last night. According to Kevin Durant, it was real breaking news. <laughs> but if you don't know, Steve Nash was relieved of his duties as the Nets head coach as the Nets head coach last night um after starting 2 and 5 um in this season and 
Let me let me just take this here for a second. Yeah, you, you start this one off. The question I was gonna ask is, was the was the firing justified or who's to blame? Let me let me just let me just answer this. Let me just say this. And obviously you're you're the LeBron fan on, on this show. I mean I'm a LeBron fan, but obviously you're you know, he's been your favorite player for years. But let me just say this. And I'm not one to, you know, defend LeBron or, you know, quote unquote, you know, take up for him, but I'm all about fairness. And I'm all about superstars being judged accordingly and superstars being judged on the same type of accountability that other superstars are. Absolutely. So to answer this question, Kevin Durant is, I won't say solely, but he takes the bulk of this blame. Absolutely. He's got to word this one. He takes the bulk of this blame. Let, let, let's just look at, at, at KD's tenure since he, since he's been in, in Brooklyn. Obviously, no. Obviously, we know he tore his Achilles and he signed. He signed. He uh, left Golden State and he tore his Achilles. And um, obviously, that first year was a um, he was out that year. Mm-hmm. And Kenny, Kenny, he got him and uh, Kyrie. They didn't want Kenny. Atkinson. They did not want Kenny Atkinson. They didn't want Jock Vaughn who who filled in for them. They they wanted to move and he's filling him. in now. Yep. But yep. So he got Kenny Atkinson fired, who was a good coach. They got rid of really nice pieces, really nice young players such as Spencer Dinwiddie, Karis LeVert, Jared Allen, who was an all-star last year. They brought in James Harden, which he wanted. James Harden then wants out because of the Kyrie Irving vaccine or whatever. Then, this offseason, he requests a trade. And then after talking to Josiah, he says, it's either me or Steve Steve Nash and Sean Marks. Not just one. Mm-hmm. We usually see that where, where where players say it's either me or the coach. We don't we don't I, I rarely ever see see that. I don't I don't remember an instance, maybe you do, where it's GM and coach. So he gave them an ultimatum. And now you get Ben Simmons. And there's so much dissension that's going on in this organization, and it stemmed from Kevin Durant. Let's let's not let, let, let's let's throw Kyrie definitely deserves some blame as well. And I understand that, and that's why I didn't say he's solely he's yeah. solely he's solely. But the bulk of the blame is from Kevin Durant. No, no, absolutely. Because doesn't. if this were LeBron, oh Ramon God. James, <laughs> he he be he be castrated right now. <laughs> Undoubtedly, LeBron has never, and you guys always want to say that LeBron goes into franchises and he destroys them. He 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 rips them of their young nucle- nucleus. Listen, every place that LeBron has went, he's delivered a championship, ladies and gentlemen. He's delivered a championship. So here's my thing: Why doesn't Kevin Durant get the same vitriol and the same? Criticism that LeBron James gets. Like I said, I'm not one to you know defend LeBron James, but I'm I'm all about being fair. So if we're gonna call Kevin Durant this all-time great and this all-time basketball player, which I believe he is, we gotta judge it on the same scale. We gotta judge it on the same scale, guys. 
and and for this to 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 come to this this is this this is on KD. I'm sorry. You you are the leader. But here's the thing about KD and we we know this and he said this. He's not a leader. Never wanted to be. He just wants to hoop. But here's the thing. In order to win, you got to be some type of leader. I'm not you may not be vocal, you may not be, you know, but you have to have you got to have we we've seen teams that won championships but the, and the best player wasn't the leader. Mhm. But you have to have some type of leadership that goes into winning this championship. And until KD delivers a championship without Steph Curry, he's going to get criticized, man. I'm sorry. Maybe not by you guys, maybe not by the media, but he's going to get criticized. And we have got to do a better job of being fair. But to wrap that up, this one's on KD, man. This one is on KD. Yeah, it, yeah, no, no doubt KD wore the brunt of the blame. But 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 and and to you know just to answer the question, you know, did, did uh, who take uh, did Steve Nash deserve to get fired? Listen, I I, I I'm wasn't one of the, I wasn't one of these in this camp that's saying, oh yeah, he should have been fired because he should never got the job in the first place. I I I, I didn't. I, I'm not saying that he shouldn't have got fired because he shouldn't have got the job. I'm saying he should have got fired because he did a very poor job of coaching this team. They 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 had no identity whatsoever on the defensive end. And then when you watch them on offense, it's pretty much just okay. Give it to KD. What, what you got? Give it to KD. G- g- give it to Kyrie. They what, don't play what, any what defense, and then it's just out. Either yeah. we outscore you or we lose. And and this guy was hired as head coach, and not even thirty minutes later, you got one of your one of your stars, one of your superstars coming out on the podcast saying, "Oh, we don't even need a head coach." It, it's it's disaster from there. Can't happen. So. Pretty much, you 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 pretty much undermining undermining the guy right there and showing him how much you value him being an asset to the team by saying we don't need a head coach. So yeah, yeah, Steve Nash. I I, I mean, you like they always say you can't fire the player, so somebody had to go. But yeah, Kevin Durant worse this man. Yeah, and here's the thing though, a lot of people say you know when 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 these uh when these guys get these jobs, like these first time head coaches, usually they don't they don't get jobs of like. Were they coming in that championship? Yeah, high marquee yeah. superstars. Right. But let me tell you something. It's not easy coaching coaching superstars. No, no, no. There's a lot of personality. There's a lot of ego that goes into it. There, there, there takes a, a certain. There, there takes a strong personality to coach to coach a, not only not only a superstar but you know multiple superstars. Yes, because there's a lot of ego that goes into it. And Steve Nash, not not, and I agree with you. I don't necessarily know if he was the man for this job, but the situation wasn't really the best for him because he's he's a first time head coach. And when you got your your second best player and who's a bona fide superstar in this league and whose box office saying that we don't need a coach, that's dissension from from the get go. Yeah, I mean, I, I I've never heard anybody say anything like that in, in any sport. We don't need a coach. Yeah, I, I just you know. What message does that send to this man? He's a first-time head coach. He comes into this team with championship aspirations. As soon as you two walk through the door, that's the, 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 that's championship, the mindset. Yeah, yeah. And championship you, come, and you come out saying, we don't need a coach? How, I mean, from right there, we, we should have known that this was going to hell with no breaks. <laughs> and then, like you said, they give up all, the, all these pieces. They move all these pieces they around. Had, they had a really good you team. You know, they give up. They bring James Harden in. That was KD's decision there. Because yep. he wanted him. 
So he goes, and they bring Ben Simmons in, who can't shoot the basketball or, or, or won't shoot the basketball, I should say. That's a disaster. So who do we blame for that? That's not on the head coach. And see, this is why this is why this this upcoming CBA is gonna get ugly. And I think I think we're headed for a lockout because these owners are not gonna allow uh, yeah. allow these players to have the power because, that they because have. Because listen, now. I, I yeah, that's a great point. Because li- li- I, I'm I'm pro player to, to the max. Me too. I'm all about Me player too. empowerment. To a certain extent. Yes. But this right here is an example, and I think I heard somebody make I think it was JJ Riddick I heard making this point. This right here is is is, is an example of player empowerment going too far. When you allow these guys, when you when you establish a culture and you bring two players in that just, you know, scrap everything and try and build the culture around the way they want it to, that that, that doesn't benefit the team or, or isn't or, or doesn't acquiesce to the best of the team. This and this is what happens. And like you said, you can talk about people talk about, and I don't want to get too deep into the LeBron comparisons because, quite frankly, to me, I think the KD and LeBron comparisons are laughable, and I didn't say that for years. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I yeah, Kevin Durant has to wear this, man. And until, like you said, it's very easy to get credit when you when when things go bad and you don't have to take the blunt of the blow when things go bad. When you can just come in and play your game and don't have to worry about if things go bad, who who the eyes are going to be on. Yeah, it's very easy to do that. But the main leaders, when things go great, they get the bulk of the credit. And then when things go left, they get the bulk of the blame. That's how it happens. You got to wear it. See, Kevin Durant wants the praise and adulation of a great player when things go great. But he doesn't want to take the blame and the credit when things go bad. And that's that's never how it works. And then, let me say this. And now there's reports that I made Udoka has emerged. I, as, I, I'm, uh, as, I'm running like I got gasoline draws on them five. <laughs> and he's emerged as the. Don't as want that. nothing to do with this. And I agree with that because, and here's what everybody is saying I made Udoka's going to change their defensive identity. I made Udoka's going to get these guys to buy in. Here's the thing I made, I made Udoka, when he got hired by the Celtics, it was a good situation because it's easy to get. A, a 24-year-old Jason Tatum, a 25-year-old Jalen Brown, uh, a 27-year-old Marcus Smart. It's easy to get those guys to buy in, to, to play in defense. Guys who are younger, guys who are more vibrant, guys who are more athletic. It, it's not it's not easy to get a a 34-year-old a Kevin Durant mm-hmm. to buy in to play in defense. A, a 32-year-old no. Kyrie, Ir- Kyrie Irving to buy in to play in defense at this age. Because it's just like, it's like, and Steve Nash, Steve Nash, he lost that locker room early. I don't think he, I don't think he ever had it. Well, that 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 could be true. There was reports of guys who were just tuning them out, and and you expect I mean Udoka to go into a situation like that? Absolutely not. Yeah, if I'm Ami, absolutely I, not. If I'm Ami, I, I don't want no part of that. Absolutely not. Listen, the, the, there's gonna have to be. And listen, you listen. I, I gotta say this now. You you know I, I I I I've defended Kyrie to 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 I, I I've always defended Kyrie. He's a sensational player, but and I, I'm not here to criticize you know his motivations off off the court, but clearly that's a cloud that's hanging over this team. I don't think anybody will argue that, and. 
at some point, a, a decision is going to have to be made. They're either going to sit Kyrie down and say, "Listen, man, you you either going to be all in with us, or you're going to have to you going to have to go out and be all in for what you want to be about." Because Kevin Durant obviously hasn't had that conversation. Well, I don't. I'm not going to say he obviously hasn't, but it, it's obviously a conversation he's unwilling to have. Because people want to. Because people up here, up here talking about. You know, well, how can you expect them to go anywhere? Uh, how can you put all this on cable when you see how Kyrie acting? Listen, man, all I know is that LeBron won a championship and went to three straight finals with Kyrie on this team. He did. And, and some of this, and, 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 and these stuff never seemed to be an issue. He did. That's fact. That's, that's, I mean, that's I, not I, conjecture. I, that's not know, innuendo. That's fact. Yeah. So I, I just, at some point, I don't know. I, I don't know if they're they, they scared to talk to him. Or, or, or At some point, a conversation is going to have to be had. Uh, had. About this now, I, like I said, I, I, I'm not here to criticize, you know, his beliefs or what his motivations is away from basketball. But there's cl- it's clear that that that's something that's affecting this team from getting to achieving the success that they need to. Not that that's the main thing, because I think that there's more to it. But again, that's another thing of leadership: have being able to have that conversation and sit him down, not demand a trade. That should be the last option. Because that because th- that's what Katie did. He did when that. it got rough. He wanted he wanted out. Let's just be honest about it. And like you said, and I, I don't like. I guess I, I don't like. I don't like. I don't like the person at all because I don't think it's valid. I don't think he's the player that LeBron is. But had LeBron James had let had had got swept in the first round and played the way that KD played, and then the all season demanded a trade. I just, you know, like like I said, it'd be I, World War Three. I, I, I I've always begged for the criticism to be fair when we when we just doesn't seem like you're gonna get players, it, but I, I don't think we're ever gonna get it. Yeah. And that and that ain't just with Katie. That's what all, every great player can put to LeBron James, but that's a different conversation for another day. Yeah. But speaking of LeBron, he's got his own issues right now. <laughs> so hey, uh, you know, I think brother days were here. Uh, well, let, get let, let, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it, man. So the Lakers. Unfortunately, they started 0-5. Oh, my God. And, and that's some record-breaking stuff for LeBron James. That's the first time LeBron has ever been last in, in the standings his whole career. <laughs> but they did get their first win um, a couple days ago against the Nuggets, I believe it was. Yes. Uh-huh. And they'll try to get their second one again um, against the Pelicans tonight. No Brandon, no B.I. in that game. No B.I., but we'll see. So let, let, let's just dive into this here. Let me ask you this. Obviously, Russell Westbrook came off the bench. Mm-hmm. Darvin Ham, um, just they tried it in the preseason. Darvin Ham said it was wasn't a demotion; it was a realignment. Um, he came off the bench of the preseason, but then he had a hand. hand I'm putting the air quotes up on on hamstring injury. But so they tried it again when he came back, and they won. They won, and Russ looked good. So what I will ask you, have the Lakers found a new role for Russ? If this is something that Russ is fully going to embrace, he's fully going to embrace this role, which seems like he was unwilling to do at first when they brought this up because we heard all yep. this, oh, man, I heard my hand. I'm sitting down. Right. So I don't know how to get – I don't know. If he, all, all that aside – then yes, this this is the only way that it can work with Russ on this team. Because obviously, and I said from the get go, 
when we heard all this stuff on the on the offseason, Darvin Ham coming in talking about some, oh, we're gonna do with this for Russ. We're gonna make Russ focus on the defensive end. We're gonna make him, you know, focus on what he's gonna do uh, outside of the ball. I said, no. He has not proved that he's capable of being that type of player, and I don't think that he is capable of being that type of player. And if if you're not gonna allow Russ to be Russ, then he has no value to you. He said that. Um, in the exit interview, Russ did. Uh, and they were saying let Russ let Russ be Russ, and he was saying that he he never he never seen that he never had that opportunity to be Russ. So yeah. obviously, obviously, I think him and Frank Vogel had a little. There was something there, and I think um him and Frank Vogel didn't they just didn't didn't click. Well, at all. I mean, well, I, I don't know how how much I would believe that because according to reports, Frank Vogel was the one who was, you know, going to bat for him when management wanted him to bench Russ for the entirety of the season. But Well, maybe not the entirety of the season, but definitely in the fourth quarters. And he was unwilling to do so. But, but go ahead. Sorry. But, yeah, it, it, if if this is something if this is something that Russ is really going to focus on and embrace, that this is, that this is what I'm going to do, I'm going to come in, I'm going to come in off the bench, provide that energy, play the way that I play, then yeah, I think it can work. Now, do I think that that's going to push them up at the title, title contender? Uh, no, I don't think that. But if you're going to get the best out of Russ, I think yes, this is what you have to do. Because obviously, with him and LeBron on the court together, Russ can't be Russ. And and if he can't be Russ, if Russ can't do the things that he that 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 why have him out there? He's he's no value to you. And yes, and like I said. I told you last time we were on it. The last time we were on, at this point, I think you got to ride it out with him. And if some point, at some point, you do, you know, look to move him, you kind of want to put him in the best position where he's going to have success. Because if you out there putting him in where he where he's looking terrible, I mean, who's going to want him? Then? I mean, everybody got eyes. They see what they, I mean. They see what they're watching. Absolutely. So yeah, if this is the role that he can thrive in, and he's fully willing to embrace it, then yeah, I think you know. It's the best that you can do with Russ in this situation. Here's what I'll say. This should have happened a long time ago. Was he willing to make it happen a long time ago? That, that's what I think, you know. But here's the thing. I, you're the coach. Sit him down. But here, here's, here's this. This is what I'll say. This, this is the best fit for Russ on this team because, obviously, LeBron, LeBron and Russ, it's, it's, it, it's just not a good yeah, fit. Yeah, it, it – and we all knew that LeBron when- needs the ball in his hands. Obviously, we know LeBron is is a good. He he, he can play off ball, but let, let's be honest, he's better. You know, with the ball, with the ball in his hand, being a facilitator. Yes. obviously being the focal point of the offense. But, and we know Russ is a ball dominant guy. He needs the ball in his hands. So the best thing to do is bring him off the bench and let him let him lead that second lead unit. The shot troops. He's got that. That has got because let, let's be honest, guys. This is not a good fit. Russell Westbrook, LeBron James are not a good fit. And I don't know who, and, and I said this when, when Russ was traded, I said if anybody was to make this work, it was LeBron James, but obviously that was wrong. And, 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 but here's the thing, though. I think this is a good move. I think I think it'll be better. But let's be honest, guys. Th- this is a bad basketball team, regardless of whether Russ comes off the bench or not. <laughs> whether you send Russ home, whether he sits in the first row, it's a bad basketball team. It's a bad basketball team. It doesn't have any shooters. Nobody plays any defense. 
It's just not. It's just not a good team. Currently constructed, I don't know how Rob Palenka got a contract extension because it, the job he done, I could have did that. I could have went out and signed you uh, no shooters. I mean, it, has has Rob Palenka watched LeBron's career? Because everyone knows that you gotta you gotta surround LeBron around shooters. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows that, and nobody on this team is a dependable shooter. None. Nobody. But let me ask you this. And I had thought about this when I when I seen Russ come off the bench, and obviously he he had that good game. Do you think that this could also be a ploy to raise his stock so they can trade him? That's what I just said. Because obviously, with him being the star level, with him being out there on LeBron, it devalues Russell Westbrook. Because, it, it, I mean, yeah, because like you said, it just it obviously doesn't work. It, it, it's evident. It's evident now that it doesn't work. So you have to try something new. And if you if if your goal is still to move him, then don't you want to put him in a position where he'll go out and play well, so that rises his stock. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I I think they had no choice. I mean, like you said, it should have happened a long time ago. But I don't think they had a choice when Russell back. I don't think he had a choice at this point because Russ isn't Russ sees what's going on. He hears the stuff that is out there about him. So yeah, embrace this. Go out, play well. Maybe that doesn't make the team, you know, uh, a title contender or anything like that. Maybe that doesn't put you over the top compared to some of these other teams in the West. But you know, you come, you play well, you play your game, show that you still that you still capable of playing at a high level, or well, maybe not a high level, but you're capable of going on and still being Russ. And yeah, but. Obviously, yeah, something had to happen, and this is like you said, this should have happened a long time ago. But moral of the story: this is a bad basketball team. It's a bad basketball team. There's no question about that. It's a bad basketball team. But before we move on, I I just want to apologize, and I just want to rescind a take that I had a couple weeks ago. I I give up hope on Kawhi Leonard. (laughs) I I got. I got. I'm sorry, guys. I, I I I rescind my take because. I had so much faith in Kawhi Leonard, and now it looks like that his knee is just not going to hold up. And, and, and the I Clippers, to, I told you about that. I didn't, I didn't want to believe it because I, I love Kawhi, man. He's just he, when he's healthy, when he's right, he's just, he's just a, a, a dominant two way player, man. And, and and it just pains me to see that that what's going on with him right now. And I just, and I, and I got, hey. Part part of being a, an adult I, 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 is I, I, I is taking your losses. He, he looks so good. That first game against the Lakers, I don't understand what what was the knee injuries are tricky, man. One day it's good, the next day it's he not. He might have a degenerative knee. He could have one. He could you have know. one. Maybe he should just try to like plan at home games because obviously you know with yeah they playing they, travel they have to figure yeah. something out with him. Maybe maybe they should. I mean I mean it seems like he's been on the program his entire career, but yeah they going yeah something's gonna have to be figured out with that because clearly yeah that pains me to say, man, but. Part of being an adult is, is accepting your losses and accepting when you're wrong. And right now, it looks like I was dead. I mean, wrong I think on he's that. still a great player, but man, you you got to get on. I mean, like, what's the best ability? Availability. Yep. And, and over the past few years, obviously, we know he load manages, but he just hasn't been available. Just hasn't been available, man. But and that's unfortunate for that team too. It's it's very unfortunate because they obviously put put everything into mm-hmm. that. I mean, obviously, Paul George, I believe, is still a top top fifteen player in this league, but. I don't think he's able to to vault that team 
to, to championship contention. Obviously, they made the Western Conference Finals last year, but obviously I give high marks to Teron Lue for the job that he does with that team. But right now, currently constructed, I don't think that they'll be a contender because if you look at these teams right now, the Suns look good. The Pelicans don't look bad. The The West is just, I mean, the Warriors, they're not looking too good right now, but, yeah, but well, I, they're the Warriors, yeah, so I think they'll I think be fine. A bit bored, you know. But the Blazers have got off to a blazing start. They look good. Yeah, that's that's surprising. Yeah, that's very surprising. But I don't know, man. The Clippers, they got their work cut out for them. But we'll I'm kind of disappointed in the Nuggets this far. Because I thought they'd be, you know, I thought they'd be a little bit better than I'm what not. they've been. Uh, because, man, I, I love Nikola Jokic. I know you don't, man. But Jamal that, Jamal Murray hasn't looked good. Nah, he he since, ain't looked good at all. I since think, his since his you know Michael game. Porter. It seems like you know because we we've been waiting for them to get th- those three players, right? Jokic, Porter, and um, Jamal Murray on the, like together and you know on the floor so they so we can kind of see what this looks like. Right. And it kind it seems like Michael Porter's starting to ascend into that star mode. Right. It, it, it kind of seems like Jamal Murray is kind of like, you know, taking a step. I mean, you know, when you come off that injury, you know, it obviously, yeah. you know, it's And just, obviously it's early. So we're just yeah. we're just going off what we see in right now. We're not picking, you know. And uh yeah, I am pretty much stating the obvious here, but nobody. Absolutely nobody should be questioning whether Giannis is the best player in the league. Man. I mean, he looks like he's on his way to a third MVP. Let me just dude, say that. Oh my god! Like how? Like anybody with two eyes who, who, who watches the game point, at this point? How can you question that this guy is is, is the best player in the I NBA? Mean, like he's in, that, and they're doing this without their second best player, Chris Milton. They're I, undefeated. Yes. They're oh. undefeated. Come on, man! Stop playing! Come on, man! Nobody, and it's not even close. Nobody impacts winning in this league like Giannis Antetokounmpo. Like he he's reached that LeBron territory in his prom. I was like just about that. to say that. As long as you have and him, you 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 you, you get, your team is a favorite to win. Yeah, I was just about to say that. And also, he 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 gets a lot of LeBron type criticism. Every year he comes back better, man. Yes, he's getting better and, every year. And and people say, oh well, he can't shoot. Oh well, he's not. Did doing we ever this. say this about Shaq? Did Never. Anybody, did anybody ever say, oh well, Shaq Shaq ain't got no outside game. Shaq, Shaq can't shoot free throws. Shaq struggled from the free throw line. No, we didn't say that because he was just, we the just most dominant, he, right. he was just the most dominant player we ever seen in the past That's all we said. 50 years. We never said he didn't have like, an outside on, shot. Like, like come just, on, guys. Just, just, just take it in for what it is, man. Just take it for what it is, man. He's he's he, come on, man. He he is the best player in the world, and it's not even close. It's not like it's it's not even close, guys. Not even close. Like I mean, I the guy. I mean, under Luka, I mean, like, he, the Steph, 30, 30, 33. 33-17 and shooting 60% from the – I mean, what more do you want from the guy? And this is the thing. He is just as dominant on the defensive end than he is on the offensive end. Man. Man. People – Nobody play. impacts winning like this guy. I'm sorry, man. People and, I, and I'm the biggest LeBron fan there is. He's reached that LeBron territory when LeBron was in his prom that as long as you got – as lo- your team got the edge against whatever team you played against just because you have him. That's that's where it is right now, and nobody should be questioning who's the best player in the game. Nobody, right now. nobody. it's undoubtedly Giannis Antetokounmpo, man. Like that's I mean, it's not know, it's without I, question. I, I mean, I, I know what we seen. I know, yeah, they built the wall. We, I, we, yeah, we we seen we saw in the bubble. He, he, you know, he didn't play well. But come on, man, this guy since then has done nothing but just gotten better and better and better and better. And people don't want to accept it for what it is, but it's reality. The guy had 50 in the closeout game in the finals. And we still question this man? I- I'm sorry, man. It's just ridiculous. I-, I, just had to, I just had to put that out there. 
I just had to say it because this guy's doing things that we've never seen before. Like, come on, man. Like, he, bro, he's undoubtedly the best player in the NBA. And if anybody wants to dispute that, like, come on. And you know, there's no debate to it. Here's one, here's one, this last thing. He doesn't play high value minutes either. They keep his minutes down. He, 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 it's not like he's going out there like, you know, like Jai and, you know, all these, and Dame who's playing, you know, uh, 44, 45 minutes a night. Dude, come on, man. We 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 got a crown. You get, you get, we got a he crown averages thirty four point two minutes per thirty four point two minutes per game. And, and giving you those numbers, and he's and he's highly efficient in 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 the minutes that come he gives. Come on, crown him, man. Get, give me flowers, yeah, man. Now. You can't. There's no debating that, man. You guys try to put all these people over people, man. But come on, man. It's Giannis, man. Yeah, and people always say, "Oh, well, he ain't he ain't the you know he's not flashy. He, he he's not, not he not yeah. flashy." Uh, oh, he ain't better than Durant. He he he. he Give me a off, break. He, he, ain't the he can't he can't hit a mid range yeah. pull up. Like he, come he, on, man. He 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 ain't got the offensive game that Kevin Durant got. Actually, that's not true. He can't shoot the ball like KD, but the numbers are right there. I mean, just just come on, man. It, it's ridiculous what we hear. It is. So, yeah, right, man. Talk football. Let's talk some football, man. Yeah, man. Um, way to wrap it up on the NBA, but yeah, let's talk some football here, man. Obviously, the trade deadline. It was yesterday and man, it was it was a lot of man. I got a lot. I got a I lot mean, of my phone was yeah. I, I, it was crazy. Man. A lot of Adam Scheffner, a lot of Ian, Ian Rappaport coming to my phone. But let let me um ask you this: Who do you think? Which trade do you think has the most impact between the Bradley Chubb to Miami? Obviously the um the Robert Quinn to the Eagles, the Roquan Smith to the Ravens. Um, even the C- the C Mac, I know it happened a week early. Even the C Mac to mm-hmm. um, the 49ers. Which which trade do you think has the most impact? Not only, I mean, you can do for this year, but long term, which which trade do you think well, has the most impact? I, I think the logical choice would be the CMC trade because they, remember they they got him they got him for three more years. Now he's under contract until 2025, and. I think that trade is going to have the most impact because of like that that takes that offense because they're going to get Debo back. That takes that offense to you know, you know this level, and that puts them over the top. Yeah, to like well, like because it it's I just think, another I, weapon I think, that think, Kyle Shanahan think, yeah, can use. I think that takes them from being a middle of the pack contender in the NFC to being up there, you know, to be able to contend with the Eagles and some of these other teams in the NFC because that's just another dynamic piece that Kyle Shanahan can use. Because I mean, we see what he can do with Debo, and you know now they got IU playing well. You know, George Kittle's one elite tight end. That's just another way for them to be dynamic. And we all know Kyle Shanahan can put together a dynamic team. And their defense is still stout. They can rush the passer as good as anybody. So, yeah, I think that's the most dynamic trade. I really like the Bradley before you, Before you say that, my only thing with the CMC health. is health. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. obviously we know that CMC has had a problem with health. And this Kyle Shanahan system is kind of prevalent for injuries. And it's a system that that obviously CMC is going to be used, utilized a lot in it. Well, I don't, I don't know about that. I, I, you know, I don't think we'll see the usage of him like we saw in Carolina because you know th- this 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 offense is always going to be predicated on running the football, and they're going to get Elijah Mitchell back too. I forgot about that. So they're going to get. So th- they're not going to be as you know. I, I don't think I don't think the workload on him is going to be as strenuous as it was in Carolina. So that may help him when it comes to injuries, but. And I think they're going to be more creative in the ways they use him. I don't think we'll see him as, you know, because he, he ran a lot in between the tackles in, in Carolina 
and he's kind of he, he's not he's not he, he's not a Derrick Henry or a Saquon Barkley body type. I don't they they can hold up and withstand that type of punishment. So I think they'll be smart in the way that they utilize him. But yeah, I, he he has had some injury issues over the years, so that's always going to be the question. But if they can keep him upright, then yeah, I think that that trade, even though it didn't happen yesterday, it happened you know yeah. a few weeks back. But I think that trade will, will will prove to be the most impactful. But I love the Bradley Chuck. Miami's going all in. They are. Miami's going all in. Tua looked great uh, Sunday. Um, they got those two dynamic receivers on the outside. Um, and I think they got Jeff Wilson from – I think they traded – They Jeff, did. Yeah. So, yeah, Miami's going all in. Uh, Baltimore with the Ro- Roquan Smith did. Man, I, I was surprised that they – was you surprised by that? I was surprised that the Birds actually – I know the Birds are in rebuilding mode. Yeah, they're blowing but, it up. So, uh, I'm not really surprised. But then, they, then they acquired Chase Claypool – uh, yeah, they did. Which is, I, I, so I don't know if they're kind of on between, like you know, yeah, we we kind of focus on next year, but we kind of also. Well, they they gotta get they gotta get Justin Fields something. They yes, gotta get him I some think you have to, so I like Darnell Mooney, but you need you need you need something because you have to use. They this, need to focus on yeah. the offensive line because Justin Fields is running for because, his life out there. Yeah, you have to put Justin Fields because I, you have to see what you have in the in the young man at this point. And I've liked what I've seen. I've seen some. Some flashes from Justin Fields. Obviously, they played the Cowboys, which we'll talk about here in a second. And and I and I've seen some throws that he's made. Obviously, you watched him in Ohio State, which you being a Buckeye fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen some flashes from Justin Fields that I that that I've said you can win with that. Yeah, but you have to have that. You have to have the pieces around him. I you mean, have to. When when you look at Justin Fields and you look at Philadelphia, there is no reason to think that Justin Fields can't do what Jalen Hurts is doing right now. Absolutely, with that that same style, that same skill set. But you have to have the equus and pieces around him to be able to do that. I mean, there's very few quarterbacks to where, you know, you put, you put the guys around him to bring the best out of them. You know, those days of having the quarterbacks going out there and doing doing more with less, those days are over with. So, um, yeah, I like, and I'm going to just say this, and I know we're going to close out on this topic too. I don't want to hear Jerry Jones talk anymore. For real, man. I I don't want to hear. It's a joke. We, we, we we've heard all this stuff about him saying, "Ah, oh, and you don't understand. You don't understand the check that I would write. You don't. You don't. You you don't see. I mean, c- come on, man. Brandon Cooks was sitting right there, and I you, you, your opinion of Brandon Cooks can be what it want to be. You can you can say whether you think he's an, uh, a legitimate bona fide number one receiver. I don't really think so, but I tell you what, I do know. I know he would. I know he would have helped better that receiving core that you have right now. That leaves that, that definitely leaves a lot to be desired right now. And just to say this, not one receiver has has had a hundred yard game through the nine eight eight or nine weeks that in the season so for the far. Dallas Cat. Yeah, and that's the first time in fifty seasons that that that's happened. So you, you would you can you like I said you can decide what you want to think about what type of player Brandon Cooks is, but there's no question that he would have helped benefit this team. Absolutely, he's had six. A thousand yard seasons in eight years. So, and Jerry coming out two days before, oh, we got something of our slaves. We 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 work it, and then what, what we get? Nothing. And then I, I mean, obviously, you no, know, they are per saying, oh, well, well the, we just couldn't get it. I mean, how how, how long did you know the trade deadline? We didn't want to, you you could have been got something together. I mean, especially looking at your receiving core now, and we all seen what how Amari Cooper looked the other night, and there's no question that he's a number one receiver. And you let him go for a gift card to Chick Fil A? <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, 
that's we all we would all over give Carl Chicken Filet, but not and not specifically a number one receiver. So yeah, I'm done hearing Jerry. Jones. I don't. I don't. Want, I mean, everything he says from here on out, I take with a grain of salt. It goes. Here's the thing, Jerry Jones. I put him in a class with Aaron Rodgers. Everything he says, everything out of his mouth is, is starting to become a lie. I mean, listen, Jerry can come out and sell all these good. Oh yeah, did you hear what Jerry said? Or oh, Jerry said they're working on something. Listen, nah, his team is the number one in ratings, and everybody's talking about him, and that's good enough for Jerry. That's all Jerry cares about. He can go out and start here and say, "Oh, we we got this," and no, I I can I'm gonna tell you right now, it's already coming. The Odell stuff. They gonna be you, you, within the next couple of days, weeks. You are gonna be hearing all this buzz about if they are gonna bring in Odell, and ain't nothing gonna happen. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I don't listen. I, I don't listen to Jerry Jones yeah, anymore. I he mean, just he just regurgitates what he hears from. Yeah, like else. I said, the team is number one in ratings, and and everybody and they they, they the first thing that everybody talk about on, the, on their shows and all these all these you know all these sports talk shows, and that's good enough for Jerry. Yeah, but my reaction to the trade deadline. Obviously, for long term, I would say Roquan Smith. That I believe, I believe they could sign him. That was big. If they if that they can if they can resign him, I believe long term, that'll be the best the best splash from this from this mm-hmm. trade deadline. Because man, that guy's just a tackling machine. Yeah, he is. There's no question about it. So obviously, they they had to shore up a little bit of that defense. Yeah. Obviously, Patrick Queen hasn't looked the best this year, but. For short term, I would say the Robert Quinn acquisition from for, for the Eagles was that was, was huge. Was huge. Obviously, he had eighteen and a half sacks last year. Through 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 um, seven games this year, he's only had one sack. But here's the thing: when you lose players like when you have Khalil Mack on the other side, when you have Roquan Smith up the middle, obviously you know it's going to draw some attention, and he's gonna he's gonna eat. So now you go to the Eagles. And you got Fletcher Cox, mm-hmm. Brandon Graham, uh, the kid from Georgia, Jordan uh, Burnett, I believe yep. is his last name, uh, Hassan Riddick. Mm-hmm. Man, that is going to cause some trouble. And I got to tell you, it's it's a good year for Philadelphia fans. Well, yeah, it's a good year for yeah, you guys because you know I, I've always said this about pass rushers. I've said it, I've alluded to it on this on here a million times. You know. It's kind of like you know you you as good as you, you is the talent around you when you when you're a pass rusher. I mean I've talked about it you know how you know in terms of Micah you know how 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 much he how much a difference he made for everybody on that Dallas Cowboy defense. I mean you look at D Law he's looked as good as he's he's looked in years and it's attributed to nothing but Micah and his presence out there. So when you're surrounded by you know and you know another example you know. Aaron Donald really hasn't looked he, – he hasn't looked as good as he did last year when he had, you know, Von Miller, right. you know, out there. So, I mean, yeah. So, I think that'll that, that'll that, that'll prove great benefit for Robert Quinn to be over there with that group. That was a big pickup. I like that a lot. Scares me. I'll tell yeah. you that. Um, but, man, how about – who's seen this from Seattle? Now, listen. <laughs> Let me tell you this. <laughs> I've always listened and don't say you've always liked Geno Smith. I have no no I have nothing to back this up, but I promise you. I have liked Geno Smith since nah, he came. I, I promise I, you. I don't, I don't listen, since he came out of West Virginia, him and Tavon Austin, they had a connection. I'm telling you this. Listen. I rooted for Geno Smith. Obviously, I think Geno Smith caught a bad break. Obviously, he was he had some tough years at the Jets, and obviously he was in line to start and then the guy knocked him out. And broke his jaw, so he was out for eight eight weeks. But I have always been a fan of Geno Smith. 
Always. I thought he was really good coming out of West Virginia. He was. And I thought he was one of the quarterbacks that I thought would would would, would take this league by storm. Storm. Really? You were that high on him? I was, I was really high on Geno Smith. That's interesting. I, I've never heard you say that and, before. And everything and everybody, well, he's been kind of out of sight, out of mind lately. But here's the well, thing. Well, yeah, I mean. I mean and rightfully so. Because I, so. I know he filled in a few games last year. But before that, I, I don't even remember. I mean, there, there was like a three, four-year period that, yeah. you know, I mean, Gina, his name wasn't even brought up. Exactly. I wasn't even sure but he was still in the league. Nobody, if somebody were to tell you that they were expecting this, though. Nah, no, no. Nobody, nobody could have nobody predicted really this. this. But. Man, Geno Smith. And it's starting to look like they fleeced uh, Denver. Seriously. And Geno Smith has has looked good. But, and and you mentioned, I just want to get your opinion on this. You mentioned the Dolphins going all in. I want to touch on on another AFC East team because I know you had it. We didn't didn't talk last week, so I want to bring this up. You had an issue with Bill Belichick uh, benching Mac Jones and uh, for for Zappy Hour. Give, give me your opinion on that. What, what what was your issue with that? That 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 was the most one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen. And and and, and from a head coach who 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 was who was as decorated as Bill Belichick for him to go out there and do what he did that Monday night w- was ridiculous. And it was unfair to both of those quarterbacks. But we've seen Bill Belichick do this nah, before. But, with Drew and, and at Brady, the same so time, listen, you don't think it was fair to Mac Jones? No, hmm. because what message are you sending to Mac Jones at that point in time? You you gonna go out there and you are gonna send him out there and, and he's gonna go out there and throw an interception and then the crowd obviously the crowd chanting Zappy Hour Zappy Hour Zappy Hour and then you you you're gonna pull him right after you're gonna that. shake the kid's confidence yes yeah I get so it so what what I mean it's the old cliche if you got two quarterbacks you got none yeah that's true that's true and I don't I don't believe all that oh, well, he can go out there and say oh well the plan was to play both quarterbacks. no it wasn't that's crap yeah that yeah that's that's bull job I don't believe that no way no way you go into a game. This isn't college. Yes. So uh, so let me ask you, let me ask you this question. If Mac Jones would have go out there and led two straight touchdown drives, you, you yanking him at that point? Absolutely Stop not. It, man. Absolutely not. Stop it. So yeah, yeah. Bill Belichick is getting exposed, man. I I I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. He, he he was able to get away with it all year because he had he he had the he had the number he had the, the world's best camouflage in the world that you could possibly ask for. And man We'll get to that. Yeah. We'll get to that. But uh yeah, that that was I I I, I felt so bad. I, he should have been ashamed of what he did that night, really. And then after that, they got trounced <laughs> by the Bears. So yeah, I, you know that that's yeah. that, that's that that should have been beneath him to do. Yeah, if he was gonna go clearly, if he was gonna go, he had every intention to you know at some point put Bailey's yeah. at yeah. So if, he should have just Mac, went with if him. Mac, you know, threw a couple incompletions, let alone the interception. If Mac threw a couple incompletions, he was waiting for any. Yeah, he was waiting for it, yeah. in that game. I agree. I agree. So yeah, that that was ridiculous. And I did. You didn't have an issue with that. You thought that was okay. It's not that I didn't have an issue with it. I'll say I wasn't. I wasn't shocked by it because I mean it's Belichick. This is the guy who obviously had a running back by the name of Jonas Gray. <laughs> who scored four <laughs> touchdowns? You need to let this go. Who scored four touchdowns? And then the next week, I picked him up on my fantasy team, and the guy didn't see the field. <laughs> so I wasn't shocked at all by this from Bill Belichick. This is this is the type of coach that he is. This is this, also the guy. This who is the guy who benched his best cornerback yes. in the in the Super in Bowl. In the Super Bowl. 
So I mean, no, I was I didn't have any. Yeah, I, no, I'm not saying I, I'm, I'm not I'm not saying I'm so. surprised that he yeah. did it because nothing that he does is surprise. I'm just saying that that was that, that was shameful. It, it really was. I mean, I don't know, like, what message are you sending going forward to, to both of these quarterbacks at this right. point? Yeah, one thing that you really don't a quarterback contra- controversy is not. It's not the best thing that you can have in a franchise. No, and then you have players in the, the offensive players coming to the locker room saying, "No, we, we, we didn't, we, we didn't, we thought we didn't expect to see Bailey in that game." Because he's coming up there saying that the plan was to play two quarterbacks, and the offensive guy saying, "Nah, we thought Mac was going to be the guy." Right. So the offensive players don't know. Yeah, yeah, I get it. But speaking of Bill Belichick, let me ask you this, and then we'll talk about the Cowboys, and then we'll get out of here. Both of our, I mean. Obviously, we're both Tom Brady fans, huge Tom oh Brady my fans. God, but bro. we 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 this we we'd be remiss if if we if we don't mention this. Obviously, the Bucks are struggling. I thought it was just health. Obviously, you know Tom Brady. It was announced that um, him and Giselle got a divorce. Obviously, it's been affecting them. It's been affecting the play, and not to say that this is all on Tom Brady because the defense has not looked good at they all bad. this year. They're bad, but. And if you look at their schedule, they they have got a, a really tough a schedule. Gauntlet. They've got a really tough schedule coming up. But here's the thing: I think they could possibly still win that divi- back into the yeah, division. Yeah, it's, it's a bad that, division. I was going to say that division is so terrible. Then yeah, they 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 they're in a better position than the Green Bay Packers are right now. That's for sure. For sure. But uh, and let me, oh, and I just told you guys, you got to accept when you're wrong. But I got to accept when I'm right. Do the Vikings not look good? Come on, guys. <laughs> Kirk Cousins. Oh, yeah. I forgot. I love the T.J. Hawkinson trade, too. That was a big one, too. Yeah. Yep. That was a good one. That is a good one. But, um, but the Vikings look great. But back to this. Yeah, the jury's still out. We, we all, at the end of the day, we all know what we're going to see from Kirk Just Cousins. Just please don't put him on Monday Night Football. Yeah. <laughs> But back to Tampa Bay. Yeah, they don't I, I look just, good at all. I'm, I'm, it, it, I, I hate to say it, but this, this – I don't, I don't know. I'm not ready to say he's washed. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. But I, now, not, but here's the thing: now that he's divorced, he might play another five years. Guys. Yeah, I was just getting ready to say, yeah, that, that, yeah, yeah. We might, we might be seeing time for because. But cause, here's the thing: he's a free agent next year. I know. Could he be on his way to Miami? Because we know that that was reported. I mean, well, we got to see how that how everything how yeah, yeah. goes with Tua, but. I mean, but more of the story. Tampa Bay has not looked good. No, nah, that, that defense is. I mean, because this this is the thing. They can't stop the run and they can't run the ball. Man. And they're terrible in the red zone. They don't have any dynamic play. Listen, Chris Godwin looks something ain't right. I think they rushed him back, man. I really do. And it, it's Mike Evans a bust out there, and yeah, you know, he, he's signing autographs for referees and yeah. Well, he said, from what I heard, he was getting somebody a, a number to a golf coach or something like that. Either way, that didn't look good. But yeah, that, I don't. I just don't think they're a good team right now. Obviously, the offensive line has his issues, and man, Tom just doesn't. He doesn't look right. And like I said, none of us have. I mean, none of us can speak to you know what because that that couldn't have been easy to navigate that situation and. Right, yeah. being in the midst of a, a, a of a football season. I mean, because those are two high profile celebrities, and and there's no way you can get around doing that privately. Yeah, obviously that's going to be in the public. Not. Yeah. So I mean, we got to take that into account here. So I, obviously that was. I mean, even the great Tom Brady, he, he, he's human. He's human. 
So, yeah. So, now that they kind of, you know, now that this is all out, maybe he can, you know, kind of, I don't know. And, I've and, never been in that situation. And what before, I hate but, about this, right, with that that this is happening right now, people are going to say it's Todd Bowles, and, and I don't like that because yeah. I think Todd Bowles is a good coach. And obviously, you know, you know. Right, we, Co- coaches of of of, of coaches, color, coaches that look like him, yeah. They don't, they don't, they don't get the benefit of the doubt. So, I that that's part of the reason why I really hate that this is happening. Another thing, I I, I got a problem with Bruce Arians still being on the sidelines. Yeah, what what is he? Well, doing? what is up with that? Nah, know. you got to take it upstairs, bro. Yeah. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't like that at all. Yeah, he man. already got into some trouble earlier for. Uh, the incident with Mike Evans. Yeah, it looked like he told him to go. go so get yeah, him. they gonna have to. He, he, yeah, he gonna have to. He gonna have to take some steps. Yeah, but yeah, man, that's sad to see. But let's talk a little Cowboys here, man. Before we get out of here, we got you, don't we? So obviously, we saw last Sunday that the Cowboys absolutely demolished the Bears. But here's the thing, man, and, and, and Dak. Um, obviously, we saw the week before that we didn't we didn't podcast, but um, they beat the Lions. They got out of there barely. But um, I'm going to chalk that up to, you know, Dak was rusty mm-hmm. because he didn't really look good. But Sunday, I mean, come on. It's the Bears. Yeah. But this is what I will say. That is a, that's, the, that's the type of game that there, when the defense is kind of a little shaky, those are the type of games that I don't think Cooper Rush would be able to win. No, 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 no. Yeah, you're not putting up, you're not putting up 49 points when yeah. Cooper Rush is your quarterback. To the, and and, and that's, that's, that's what goes back to my point that I was saying when we were talking about, uh, is it a quarterback concert? No. I said no because there's no question that Dak Prescott, you get more out of this team with Dak Prescott as your quarterback than you do with, than you will with Cooper Rush. Because we've seen what Cooper Rush looked like when the defense had a shaky outing against the Philadelphia Eagles. That's what you got. Correct. Three interceptions. So, and obviously the defense, you know, is playing well. They didn't look great. You know, they, they struggled against the run, but, you know, against Chicago, I think Chicago would do that. Pre- yeah, Chicago would really do that good. to a lot yeah. of teams. We, see what really they, we saw what they yeah. did to New England the week right. prior. Yeah. So I'm not really going to get too much into that. But Dak being out there it is, I'm not going to say he's the difference, but with Cooper Rush, I felt like you were always going to be playing with handcuffs. But with Dak, Dak can go out there and win you a game, you know, when your defense doesn't show up. Um, or, or has a rocky, you know, outing, and they kind of they didn't really they didn't play terrible on Sunday, but you know they they weren't they weren't as dominant as they've been before because against the Lions they just they just engulfed them that that game. I mean, and they they turned them over four times. When you got a defense that can get pressure and can also turn the offense over, that just makes life so much easier for the offense. And I think that's what Cooper Rush was really benefiting a lot from when he was out there at the helm because you know. And I'll say it again. As long as you got number 11 out there, you got a chance against whoever you're playing up against because he, he's, he is that much of a difference maker. He, he's that much of a difference maker. And he's a runaway defensive player of the year at this point. I think I don't think anybody should question that. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I felt good about Sunday because, yeah, you know, it, they, they, didn't play, they didn't play a great game by any stretch. Uh, by, by any stretch. But I've seen enough things – that that shows me that this team can win in a lot of more different ways than just you know depending on their defense and their run game. Tony Pollard, man, what a player! He, I, I think we have to start transitioning to him being you know the feature back. You know, even though Zeke had, Zeke ain't look bad. Terrible Zeke hasn't looked bad, but, but there's just there's just a different gear with Tony Pollard. Yeah, 
Yeah, obviously he had a tremendous day, three touchdowns and uh, a few big runs. And but I mean, I like Tony Pollard, but I just you know, I think we're better as a as a as a two two back two back type of uh, type of team. Because Zeke will the thing about Zeke, he'll get you those tough yards. Like if you need like a third and one, third and two, mm-hmm. Zeke will get that. Tony Tony Pollard is not you know, he's not good at at. I'm not to say he's not good, but he's not. I don't think he's better at Zeke. We're running between the tackle. He's more of a a boom or bust type. type yeah, of back. I, I'm not saying and he's not really. And the thing about Zeke, I'll give him this: he's terrific at blitz pickup. Yeah, terrific absolutely. at blitz uh-huh. pickup. And I haven't really seen a lot of that from from Tony Pollard. But what I will say, I think I think we're better as a two back because I think I still think you you need you need you need that. Um, for Zeke to get those kind of tough yards, kind of those grinded out yards, and you still need somebody who's explosive like Tony Pollard because obviously we've seen Zeke, Zeke in his first three years. He looks he he looked better than any back that I that I've mm-hmm. seen. Yeah, obviously Zeke Zeke used to be uh he used to be a running back who who would catch the ball and run too. Obviously he's not that anymore, but that's more so Tony Pollard. But I think we're better with with two backs though. So, but I don't know, man. You know, I I I think no, I'm not saying that they should just you know you know do trans, away trans, with Zeke, do away yeah. with Zeke. Yeah. No, nah, obviously, but I'm just saying you know I think that we should start seeing the we, we need to get to a point where we we get the ball in Tony Pollard's hands as much as we can because we, it seems when he, when the football is in his hands, good things just seem to happen, you know, and and he, and he's he's dynamic too, um, but I just I, I don't I, I don't know what they would have had to give up, but I, I don't understand you know the the you know letting the Brandon the opp- the opportunity to acquire Brandon Cooks you know because we like we just talked about it the teams that really see themselves you know having the chance to go for it this year they went all in if you want if, even if you didn't feel that way the Eagles went out there and acquired um, Robert Quinn the 49ers went out there and got CMC yeah you know. Every other contender, everywhere, they're all making moves, and you stand pat. So I, I just, you know, I, but we know Jerry is that yeah, type of guy man, who I, likes to build to the draft. The only only trade deadline I remember was making the the Mari Cooper trade, which, which turned out to be a good one. And obviously, years ago, I mean, but then you turn around, and you let him go for beans. So yeah, I mean, but I after know. you paid him. But the thing is, see, but this 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 year after this bye week is what what. This is when it ramps up. You got you got the Packers. Obviously, the Packers aren't what they used to be, but still, it's still it's Aaron Rodgers at the end of the day. You got the Vikings coming up. They look good. So th- 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 this upcoming uh, upcoming schedule coming off this bye it will be really important, and, and I can't wait to see it. And, and and I'm starting to get there where I'm getting some hope, but I'm trying to calm myself down because I do it every time, and they let me down every year. Yeah, but you have to admit, I, this I don't team, have to admit nothing. But yeah, we've seen this team, you know, play well at times. But you've never seen them win at, at, at this level, at this completeness, at, at, at this complete level that they're that they're performing this year and that, that that they've won at. You haven't seen this from offensively to defensively to you know the way that they're going out winning these games. We haven't seen this. So I, I just want to be I just want to be fair in that regard because yeah, they're second you know, in the NFC East and. The, this division might have three three playoff teams come out of I it. I think we're about to see the Giants come back to life. I think we're about to see back, you know, back reality. to reality. Yeah, back to reality. Oh, gotcha. 
I don't know, man. They look good. I don't know. Brian Dayball is, has done a tremendous job, so I got to give him credit. And I don't know. I don't know. They just, they, they, I don't think they have. I don't think they have the roster. To you know, to, Saquon has looked tremendous. Yeah. I, it's it's their offense is Saquon or bust, obviously. But I don't know. Yeah, well, he, he's not getting enough credit for the year that he's having. Remember, I picked him as a dark horse for my MVP. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah, you did. I mean, for him to go out there and you know perform, but he's performing, you know, with defenses knowing that he's the, you know, that, that, that right. he is either him or bust. And you know, yeah, he he he's a tremendous player, but. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think their roster stacks up to some of these other, you know, uh, top tier teams that we see out there in the league. So, I, I, I imagine that they will, you know, come 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 closer to the pack here going forward. Yeah. So we'll see, man. Can't because wait to I, see. Out of all those top tier teams, they have the lesser of the quarterback. Would you say? Yeah. You know. Yeah, I would say. We all that. know, you know, when they're and, and and Washington is is getting hot too. Yeah, they so they I, won they won I, three I, in a row. You know, they 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 you know they, they're paying Carson Wentz a lot of money, but I, I've said you know I feel much better because Carson Wentz he's been in the tank for the three years. Yeah, man. So I, I don't just the same way. And man, what you feel about Matt Ryan? Getting I was paid? just gonna ask you that, man. I don't that, know. That was kind of surprising to me. That was surprising to me because here's the thing, though. Matt Ryan he he hasn't played bad. I, yeah, I didn't think he played bad at all. And here's the thing, though. Matt Ryan came into a situation where he wasn't supposed to be like necessarily the reason why they won. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor has been injured. Exactly, Jonathan you Taylor. Know, he he, been he was promised a run game. He was promised a good defense. Their defense has underachieved this year. So I yeah. mean, I wouldn't put it solely on Matt Ryan. Obviously, they 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 labeled it as he has a separated shoulder, but they said. Even even if if that was the case, even if yeah, that wasn't the case, I, I think that's more so about the head coach Frank Reich, you know, fighting for his job because I think he feels yeah. like he's on a week to week basis right now. He, and he can be let go at any point. He so is. I think that's what more so what that was about. But yeah, that that was surprising. I didn't think that they. I mean, and they got I, him for I, I, another I year. I, I I thought you know his best days were behind him. I didn't think that he would come in to make. But man, I was surprised that they you know. That they transitioned away from him that quick. That was really surprising to me. I didn't think that that right. were, you know. And let me ask you this, and we'll get out of here on this one. Let me, the the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. Do you think that they reached on Kenny Pickett because. No, if that's, you, no, that's not a good team. But here's the thing, though. If you look at it, they could have stand packed with Mitch Trubisky. And drafted a quarterback this year, which is obviously we because we knew that this draft, this yeah this this draft was yeah. was void of of of, of top tier quarterbacks. This one, this but this upcoming draft is loaded, is loaded with quarterbacks. So, do you think that they kind of panicked on the Ben Roethlisberger retirement? Because I do, because I think that that was a reach. Not to say Kenny Pickett was bad. I mean, what, what but they, the Steelers really didn't need that. They 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 would have been better with a bridge quarterback, Mitch Trubisky, and then. Could could have drafted somebody in this year's draft, so I think that they kind of overreacted. I, mean, well, I, I don't think I, I don't think that just because I mean because they still can move. I mean they still can move on from if they. I mean just because you drafted a quarterback in last year's draft don't mean you're devoid of draft one in this year's draft either. So I don't I don't think that that you know. Yeah, but that pick could have been on something that that was beneficial. Yeah, and obviously we've seen this before with the Cardinals. They drafted Josh Rosen in the next year. Obviously they, they drafted, drafted Kyler Murray. Yeah, so but that 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 to me was a 
possibly and, and the jury is still out on Kenny Pickett. Obviously, yeah, I, I'm not saying yeah, not I, saying I, that I'm he's not a bad that Kenny Pickett. But you know, is not the guy. I think that but, that 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 pick could have been used somewhere different because it's it's, it's the same. And like I said, I, I kind of go back to what I just said about Justin Fields. You kind of have to use this year to see what you have in Kenny Pickett. And you know, I don't think trading away one 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 of his top weapons away. I don't think that's going to benefit them either. But you, I mean. They don't. They don't have the talent around him, and that's not a good enough team to really evaluate Kenny Pickett and on. You know, on I think how we should, because obviously, whenever you evaluate a young quarterback, you have to put him in a because we see all the time these young quarterbacks come to this league, and we see them get just just rained through the coals because the organization and the, and the coaching staff doesn't know how to utilize them the correct way. Yeah. I mean, how many times have we seen a young quarterback start in one spot? do poorly and then you know they get labeled as oh man he's not this he's not that then they go somewhere and have success and we're like oh it was the organization not that not them so yeah I I don't you know I'm not gonna say that they wasted an opportunity because obviously you had to do something you know when your Hall of Fame first bound quarterback moves on you obviously have to you know react towards that because you know you don't have him but and the thing that I think that they didn't do they didn't have a plan in place for, yes, for no, ben. they should have had an era permit yeah. ready for when Ben did step away. Yeah. And I kind of, you know, tragically, we all know what happened with, you know, Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. I kind of think they t- kind of felt like he was going to be that guy, and that kind of set them back. But, yeah, they, they didn't. Um, I thought they should have been – I mean, uh, there was there, there was talk about them. I, th- I thought they should have been more, you know, say what you want to say, but I thought they should have been active on the Deshaun Watson front. No, Baker Mayfield was not the answer. Um, but – God, that that how terrible is that guy? Well, I'm not even wasting. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Podcast, yeah, let's not even get it. But all right, man. Good podcast, man. Good show, man. Good, good NFL talk. Good NBA talk. Good World Series talk. But we're gonna get on out of here, man. Thank you all for tuning in once again. Peace out. <laughs>